0: Welcome to this week's episode of Pour Another Round, where we're here to discover and share the stories behind the breweries filling up your glass. Today, we're chatting with a whole crew from Hillsborough Brewing Company in Hillsborough, Wisconsin.
1: Yeah, and we had a great time with Dan, David, Snapper, and we even had a surprise visit from Snapper's wife, Kim. And yes, Snapper absolutely is his real name. But you know what? I'm, I'm really glad that we got Kim on to hear her perspective
0: I'm no relationship guru, but I'm pretty sure Snapper did things not in the most (laughs) recommended (laughs) of orders. He bought a brewery and then he told his wife about it.
1: Well, I guess if you make a good enough beer, it ends up working out in your favor in the long run. I suppose, but I don't think that's the
0: advice that we should be. Maybe not advisable. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But the initial beer that they did make was a nod to Snapper's father, Joe, who tragically passed away in a car accident shortly before the brewery opened. They affectionately and obviously call it Joe beer, because what else would it be? So grab yourself a beer or a Joe beer. The only thing unacceptable is no beer. And join us as we learn about Hillsborough Brewing Company in Hillsborough, Wisconsin. Cheers to
1: these sponsors for supporting our podcast.
0: Who doesn't love a good beer special? With Real Craft Pass, you can get two-for-one beers at more than 120 Wisconsin breweries. That's buy one beer and pour another round for free. This is Wisconsin's biggest buy-one-get-one one brewery booklet.
1: And guess what? What? Pour Another Round listeners can get 10% off any Real Craft Pass booklet. Just use the code Round at realcraftpass.com. That's real with two E's, like a fishing reel.
0: Not only is there over $800 in savings at Wisconsin breweries, but Craft Passes are also available for other states like Michigan, Idaho,
1: Wyoming, Montana, and New Hampshire. Just visit realcraftpass.com and at checkout, use the promo code Round. I'm Cameron. And I'm Jonathan. And we, we like, like beer. beer. Some of the best
0: stories start with beer, but now it's time to make beer the story. Pour another round and drink with us as we explore the stories behind your favorite beers and breweries.
1: Today, we're sharing a round with Hillsborough Brewing Company out of Hillsboro, Wisconsin, and are joined by Beer Ambassador Dan, uh, David, the brewer, and owner Snapper. And yes, Snapper is his real name.
2: That's right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so thanks. Thanks, guys, for joining us today. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. And this is our first time where the guests outnumber the hosts, so congratulations.
2: <laughs> That's pretty cool.
1: So, um, you know, thank you guys for, for hosting me a couple weeks ago at Hillsboro Brewing Company and showing me around the brewery. It was really great to, to get some eyes on your space and, and uh, see what you guys are doing over there and then, uh, you know, getting us some beer to enjoy along with you today. Oh, you're welcome. So Thanks let's let's start at the beginning. Um, how did you get your start brewing beer, and why Hillsboro?
2: Why don't Why don't we start with uh, Dave, and uh, he can kind of t- tell us his brewing story. <laughs> Put me
1: on the spot.
3: <laughs> well, I I was a home brewer back started back in 1982 doing some home brewing, and then I quit for a while and just did a lot of beer drinking. And then I got back into home brewing again with a friend of mine in Reedsburg, and through that relationship, I, I was brewing part time with him. And I quit that again, <laughs> got back into uh, brewing in a uh, with a homebrew club and and brewing at home. So kind of back and forth, back and forth. And in that homebrew club, I met Snapper's dad, Joe, and uh, through that relationship, we were doing home brewing and 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 met the. Joe Verbsky and uh, unfortunately I met snapper at at Joe's funeral and that's uh, kind of where our relationship started with me and me and snapper yes snapper you could probably tell us a little bit more <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah um, it, it's it's a weird story so uh, 2012 actually let's back up even a little bit more before I met Dave um, 2010 11. I bought a building in Hillsboro um, that the city owned and it was, it was in rough shape. It needed to be restored and uh, it was cheap. And so without my wife's permission, I, I bought it. And then (laughs) then I kind of said, I looked at her and said, what are we going to do with this? And she's like, well, first of all, you shouldn't have bought it. (laughs) But my, in the back of my head, my plan was to, I had recently bought out my father from our family construction company. So he was getting ready to retire. He loved brewing beer. He loved being on our home farm, uh, raising cattle, that sort of thing. So I thought, well, my mom's been in the restaurant business for years. Um, My dad wants to brew beer. A small little brew pub would be perfect to keep those two busy and out of my hair. So I'm renovating this thing. We're getting it all ready to go. All the kind of putting a restaurant together, which I've never done before, got everything kind of ready to go. And then uh, about two or three months before we were going to open, uh, we lost him in a car accident. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so there, and I still hadn't met Dave at this point. So there we are sitting around with uh, a restaurant and everything. Nobody knows how to brew beer. So <laughs> we're just sitting there like, oh. Uh, well, I just lost my dad. Now we got to figure out how to brew beer. What the hell are we going to do? And then that's kind of where Dave, you know, we, we met at my dad's wake and things kind of took off from there. And, uh, he, he helped me out, helped me get started. He was brewing at the corner pub in Reedsburg at the time. And, uh, Pete Peterson, the owner was very accommodating to me being a, you know, he didn't know me from Adam, but, he uh he allowed dave to help brew for us and we used his equipment and it was it was a great thing so that's kind of the that's kind of the start of of everything
0: so definitely a a sad start to it but it sounds like it was some sort of a, a fate in action going on there
2: yeah yeah i mean um you know it it sucks and it was it was a tough time to go through but i think uh all in all, I think he'd be pretty happy with the way things have turned out so far. I mean, I can screw things up at any moment, don't <laughs> get me wrong. <laughs> it can all still go south.
0: So so Dave, was. Uh, were you and Joe part of the same homebrew club together? Did you brew together ever?
3: Yeah, there was, uh, well, we had one meeting out at Joe's farm, which is a great farm. Got to see all his equipment and his setup and everything like that. And that was more of like a, a drinking meeting, you know.
0: We're familiar with those drinking meetings too, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and, you know, I was I think we were maybe we uh, a year or less, we were in the in the club together, but we had a big brew out of a guy's farm, you know. And so we had done we'd done some fun things together. And so I think what at the uh when we got together at the funeral and and you know, just that initial meeting with Snapper and I, you know, we kind of hit it off and I knew we kind of were personalities that would, would work well together, you know? So like he said, we were brewing beer at the corner pub. I had, I was brewing at, for corner pub. I was brewing for, um, for the Hillsborough Brewing Company. I had a couple other jobs I was doing. I had like five different jobs at a time. We went for a couple of years um, doing that. And then finally, Snapper said, you got to come and work for me full time. <laughs> and by this time, we'd we'd move in, into a couple different buildings, but we can probably go back and, and start that story again. But it was <laughs> yeah it, that our relationship just kind of has gotten better and better, I guess, you know, and we, from being just kind of guys that were working together for a common cause to, you know, I think being really good friends, you know?
2: Yeah, for sure. That's definitely true. And, and Dave's right. We, we did, we did a lot of moving around. We, we did a lot. (laughs) It seems it gets to be like, I'm never quite satisfied with what, where we're at and what's going on. Um, I'm always, I always seem to be changing things and it's it
0: maybe a little bit of a curse, but so have the, you since uh, sold that building that you uh, bought without your wife, na- wife's knowledge?
2: No, we, we still own it. We rent oh, it good. out now. And, um, the back is a uh, hair salon and nails and uh, a little boutique shop. And the front is going to be a coffee shop. And the cool part is with that, we rented it out to two, um, Hillsborough graduates um, local girls who just want to start their own businesses, and it, it's been a it's been a really cool thing to uh, see those two put their businesses together.
0: And then talk talk about your current building. Then what? How? What's what's been that progression of moving, and where did you end up uh, right now?
2: Well, um, before we get into the new building, we should probably talk about the the intermediate brewery. So <laughs> <laughs> there we
1: go. <laughs> I well, bought it, and, and Snapper a couple of weeks ago. You had asked if this was a family show and if, uh, and if we we're looking for short answers and the answer is no to both. So feel okay. free to,
2: to yeah, well,
1: I, tell us the dirty details.
2: <laughs> I will. I will. Another building came available two blocks down from the building that I bought on the corner. And so I actually bought that one. Uh, first we were, we were renting it and I, I didn't like being a, a tenant. So I, I asked the owner if I could just buy it. And there again, I did not tell my my wife about that one either. So that was two buildings that I bought without her knowing. Um, but we, it was, it was an old bar restaurant that we had renovated into a a brewery of sorts. It had nine foot ceilings, you know, the tanks would, we'd have cut drywall out for them to be sticking up in. And the floor was all wrong. And we... We kind of renovated it and made it work, and
3: well, I was going to say that what did I what did I tell you about that the first the first floor that we you ever put drains in I said make sure they pitch really good oh they'll pitch they'll they'll pitch to the drain uh-huh. and, and they didn't remember and it actually flowed away from the drain yeah <laughs> yeah it spots. was. <laughs> so,
2: so to, we thought, we thought at that time we were going to stay there for forever. We thought, Oh, this is, this building is, this is where we're going to live forever. And so we jackhammered the floor out and put all new drains in. Then we moved about what? A couple, three, four months, months
3: later. Yeah. <laughs> Six months later. Yeah, <laughs> That
2: quick. Wow. Yeah, yeah, It was pretty bad.
3: And, and that we were, we were in that building for, I think for two years total and, yeah. We did four different coolers in that building. Yeah, the original one that we tore out and built another one in the same spot, and then the one in the back. So that was three, and then and the big one on the outside. So that was four coolers, and none of them were big
4: enough.
3: It's like by the time we finished one, they were were outgrowing them.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm such a bargain shopper too. That last cooler I found on uh, Craigslist or something in uh, Chicago. So my maintenance guy and I to get this huge trailer and drive down to downtown Chicago, load this what was supposed to be this one cooler, one big cooler. Well, it wasn't one big cooler; it was two separate coolers that didn't even match each other. And but at that point, I'm already there, so I bought it anyway. And as we're pulling out, I I took out the corner of a restaurant, and oh no, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. <laughs> so we get it back to Hillsboro and try putting it together, and. Eh, it, we, a good thing I know construction because we just, we made it work. It had, it, that's, it was ugly, but it worked. And it in the end, it was too small anyway. So
0: yeah, so it know. sounds like a lot of lessons learned the hard way throughout the process.
2: Yeah. Some, some, we, we, we apparently don't learn well enough because we keep <laughs> making some same mistakes over and over. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
3: one of the stories we were reminiscing about when we were talking about this podcast is that. That very first uh, time we brewed in, in that particular building, it was equipment we never used before. Uh, it, it was like a Frankenstein system, you know, we put it all together, and he and I were brewing together. At that time, our, our other friend Gary hadn't, hadn't entered the, the scene yet, so it was just me and Snapper. I think about halfway through that brew, one of your guys from your construction crew Called up, he had wrecked the truck and Snapper had to take off. So there I am all by myself. (laughs) I think it took over 12 hours to brew that day and clean up. I didn't know what I was doing half the time with all this new equipment. That was, that was a point. Oh yeah.
2: That was a crazy day because when the, when the cops called me and told me, I just thought he hit somebody or something. And, and uh,
0: I said, do I even need
2: somebody? (laughs) Well, I mean, I said, do I even need to come up there? Is it how bad is it? The guy said, well, yeah, you should probably come up. I mean, it, it, it's not bad, bad, but it's, you got some tools on the ground and stuff. Well, I got up there and he had rolled my truck three, time, three oh my times. times. Yeah. And, and they were gone in an ambulance in the hospital. And I'm like, <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> I think the truck was just totaled. I'm surprised yeah. anybody lived, but yeah, that was the first time we brewed. And uh, that was in like what, October,
0: Dave, something like that.
3: October of
2: 15th. Yeah. 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 So crazy.
0: And, and so now, now where are you guys located and what, what was the, the next transition in the brewing process? Well, the next transition, um, was the
2: milk condensory in Hillsboro, which, um, I is a building that I had wanted since I was a kid. There was a loading dock on the side of it. And we used to ride our BMX bikes and jump over the, the loading dock. And, you know, we kind of grew up with this building just sitting here empty and vacant and, not really doing much. So one day we were brewing or doing something up at the other brewery, the intermediate brewery. And um, I said, Dave, come on, let's go for a ride. And I had him jump in my truck and we just drove two, two more blocks down the road. And uh, I said, what do you think of this building? And you, you should have seen the look on his face. It's like, this building's a piece of shit. Snapper. <laughs> what the hell like- are we going to do with this thing? <laughs> So I mean,
3: you remember that day, right, Dave? Yeah, right. <laughs> you you can always see the diamond in the rough. <laughs> did you
0: did you jump your BMX bikes that day too? No, just for old no. time's sake.
2: I yeah. Well, I haven't I hadn't ridden a bike since I probably did that last. So <laughs> hold on, I'm making my way over to the beer. This is ridiculous. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so then it was like uh, so that was the first time we ever looked at it, right? And then it was probably six months later. He calls me in and he says, "Hey Dave, do you remember that building we looked at like 6 months ago? What do you think of that building? Remember that? I said, "Geez, I don't know. That that thing's really rough, snapper." Yeah, but what do you think about the building overall? What do you, you know, just in general, don't you think it'd be cool to have a brewery in there?" I'm like, "Yeah, but man, that's a lot of work. It's way too much work." "No, but would, would you brew, would you like to brew beer in that building?" I said, "Yeah, it would be probably be really cool."
1: Well, good, because I bought it. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> was that building also bought without your wife's knowledge, Snapper? It was.
2: She had knowledge of it. She was not happy about it. <laughs> let's put it that way. <laughs> um, but but the, the deal went through regardless. So, you know, it, it's a funny story. And I, I always pick on my wife about this. But, you know, as we were going through the process of doing this, you know, it takes a lot of money. It takes uh, a lot of time. And there were some tense times at home where i thought i think this might be it i might have to leave and pack my stuff and get out because she's looked at the checkbook or well, it's she- <laughs> a good thing you
0: have three buildings that you could have moved into yeah i <laughs> guess
2: but it, but now you know there, there was always those fights that you know this is crazy what are you doing you're gonna bankrupt us this is and now when people walk in, welcome to my building, this is, this is my, (laughs) I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That's how that works. (laughs) So, but I like to rib her about that, but she, uh, she was a huge part of this with the design and aesthetics and that sort of thing. So
3: yeah. Yeah. She's, she's got, she's got that, that, uh, that vision that can see the, you know, the final details, you know, Snapper sees the big picture and stuff. And then Kim kind of puts the final polish on everything yep, for sure.
1: So is your wife, Kim to, uh, to, to thank for your logo or where did, where did the Hillsborough Brewing Company logo come from?
2: Um, that, that's kind of a, it's kind of a takeoff of the original Hillsborough Brewery. Um, you know, the lions were part of the original logo, you know, back in, I think it, the Hillsborough Brewing Company ended in 1943 was the last time it was around until I brought it back in 2012. So it's a little bit of a take off that. And then I have a friend that I graduated uh, high school with that does graphic design. So she's been a huge help to us too, as far as, you know, this is what she does corporate logos. So sometimes she's a little too crazy about it because it gets in, I got to look at like 20 different color samples and I'm like, it's red. It's just pick red.
0: (laughs) So. Well, let's talk about or drink some of the, the beer that you are talking about uh, behind the logo there. So what would you like us to, to crack open first? And what do you want to talk about?
2: Um, I just opened a Blonde. That was the first one I grabbed. So whatever, Dave, what are you drinking?
1: Yeah, that, that, uh, Blonde. That, that's good choice. Okay, we'll start with the Blonde. Yeah, we've got, we've got the Snappy IPA, Bet Your Badger Sweat, Blonde Walks Into a Bar, and then uh, the Leaping Lemur Cream Ale, which are all kind of your your like always available beers right those ones are, yep. are always at the brewery
2: yes yep and i think all those are year-round in cans too right dave
0: right yep so so dan is the is the beer your expertise on how to sell it and and talk about the story behind it
4: uh yeah um i like going to the festivals and such so i'm usually out in the market delivering
0: dan does our uh all
3: of our uh, our untapped stuff and keeps keeps track of other people's beers and where other people are going, you know, and kind of make sure we're not lagging behind. Cause sometimes we we're kind of settled in at our cool little brewery, you know? <laughs>
4: yeah. And I keep the distributors on point. So I'll try and keep there them in line.
1: <laughs> so yeah. What does it mean Dan to be a beer ambassador? Dave, Dave uh, said you're the beer ambassador for Hillsborough Brewing Company. And that sounds like a pretty awesome gig.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's pretty nice um pretty much a glorified delivery driver so, at this point <laughs> that's not true dan
2: you've you're way more important than a de- de- just a delivery driver but i do have a funny story about dan though um yeah Uh-oh. this is a, you'll like this one so uh, i don't yeah. <laughs> remember exactly what year it was um that dan came around but at that time he was dating uh a friend of a friend's daughter and that's how I kind of got to know him. He was living in Hillsboro. He's not from Hillsborough. He's from, uh, well, you're from everywhere. Uh, Seattle, Winona, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Winona. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he ends up in Hillsboro and, uh, doesn't really have a job. And at that time I was looking for, uh, somebody to kind of handle the numbers, you know, the accounting, Uh, that sort of thing at Hillsborough Brewing Company, because if it was left to me, we would seriously be bankrupt. It it would be be gone. So Dan gets all excited and he hands me his resume, which I'm like, holy shit, what's this guy? He's living in Hillsborough. Oh my God. And I'm looking through this. I'm like, this guy's going to be perfect. So he starts working for me and we start putting through the numbers and stuff. And I'm like, that resume's bullshit. You don't know what the hell you're doing.
4: <laughs> you're worse than I am.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but in the end, it, it turned out to be one of the best things that could have happened because uh, he has been a sales uh, machine before. Before we switched over to all distributors, I mean, he was he was selling a lot of beer for us, and now he's doing an even better job of keeping, like he said, the distributors on track. So, keeping them honest. Let's put it that
0: way. Dan, dan do you want to counter that at all <laughs> <laughs> no that's a good story that's pretty accurate
3: <laughs> and, and dan' got a his he's got a vision too for for different flavors of beer mm-hmm. and stuff like that some of our beers like the the peanut butter and jelly joe um that that was kind of dan's
4: <laughs> dave uh, thought i was on crack when i came up with that one <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I wait, there's I been a couple <laughs> times where i have walked in i'm like what
2: what, what, what <laughs> but hey you know what it's at some point you know i don't know everything about beer and you know i don't think anybody does so it's always good to listen to advice from guys who are out in the market
3: yeah and when and when snapper leaves dan and i alone you know oh, oh, man. <laughs> 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 oh, man.
4: Yeah, then, uh, hey he likes most of the stuff we make like that slushy beer we just made yeah that was good i, <laughs> I took two or two or three cans of that home that was good
0: well, tell us about this uh, blonde walks into a bar. Who's the blonde and talk about the beard. Dave, you go ahead. Kim
3: loves to name the beers too. So that that was one that she's been wanting to do for a long time is blonde walks in the bar. Well, you know the rest of the story. <laughs> you know, it's it's like there's how many, how many of those stories are there out there, right? And, you know, it's not just one story. It's all these stories. And it's crazy because like our t-shirts in the gift shop, everybody, every blonde chick that comes into there wants to walk out of there with a blonde walks into a bar t-shirt, you know? (laughs) So that, that was our, I I took our Bohemian club recipe and I kind of tweaked it a little bit, you know, and, and turned it into a, an ale, you know, just so that it was easier to brew uh, or a little quicker. We still make the Bohemian club. We still love that one. That was one of our, our first Pilsner's. Um, but this is, you know, this is a one of those kind of beers that will appeal to the, the folks that aren't used to drinking craft beer or micro beer or whatever we're calling it now these days. <laughs> but the people that are, you know, that, that come to the, the brewery for the first time and usually in every single group, there's somebody that's, you know, that, that needs to have a blonde because they, they can't handle anything else. You know, <laughs> that's kind of our take on, on the beginner beer.
2: Yeah, that's been an argument in the brewery since uh, Dave and I got to know each other. You know, Dave is, he loves hops and he loves big Belgian beers and, and uh, he definitely has his style and I'm, I'm of the mind, you know, I, I like some of those beers too, but I'm of the mind, we need to sell beer and we need to sell beer to a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that like to drink lighter beers. So he kept, we kept dinking around with this recipe. I'm like, nope, lighter. Nope lighter. lighter. <laughs> every time I said it, you could just see him cringe a little bit. A little bit of him died inside every time I said it.
3: Yeah, it's still an all malt beer. You know, yep. we don't use any adjuncts in it. And it's all uh, Wisconsin hops that yeah, we get through the Wisconsin hop exchange. So I, I feel pretty good about that. You know, that that's kind of I'm, I'm pretty uh, tied to the Wisconsin stuff on on that particular aspect of it.
1: Yeah, and your so your can does say that you brew your beers with local with locally sourced ingredients as often as possible, and so um, all of the hops you said in this beer are are Wisconsin grown hops, right? Exactly.
3: Some of them are coming from uh, Kim's aunt and uncle from up in um, Toma area, uh, Bohica Hop Farms, and and then the grain we're using comes from Brees. And then we do get some uh, grain also from Proximity Malt from uh, Milwaukee.
0: Are those the ingredients just in this beer, or is that is that pretty standard across the board where you're getting your your malts and your grains from those places as well?
3: Yeah, sourcing those two, Proximity most mostly and and uh, Breeze also. But don't don't really use a whole lot of uh, imported malts. Don't actually don't use any imported malts. And then, and then there's a few hops that we get from out West. Some of the, uh, like Citra and Eldorado and uh, Mosaica. Uh, it's kind those of the ones. only place
2: you can get them. They don't even have them here in Wisconsin, right?
3: We just got some new, um, sample hops through Hop Exchange, Wisconsin Hop Exchange. They have a, a new blend that they're letting us experiment with. So, uh, Dan and I are going to be tweaking up some new recipes and one's a, I I guess they're calling it a blonde blend, and then the other one was a IPA blend. I think, right, Dan?
4: Yep. Probably do a triple IPA, hopefully. (laughs) There you go. Right. (laughs) Whatever. Snapper just shakes his head. (laughs) Yeah, he always does. That's fine.
3: (laughs) So yeah, we we've got like every aspect of the. (laughs) I mean, Snapper his go-to beer for. You know, when he's when he gets into the brewery and he, you know, it's it's uh four o'clock or five o'clock somewhere, you know, it's it's the blonde and, and Dan and I are usually going to either the the IPA or like our new sour beer or something like that. You
2: That's know? only because I have to go around and talk to everybody. Everybody wants to talk to me, so I have to be somewhat coherent. So <laughs> okay. the lighter beer is for me. You guys disappear into the back room and yeah. get all jacked <laughs> on. Treat yourself or hey, something. Hey, you've treated yourself <laughs> before, too. I, well, that's true. But it never ends up good when I talk to other people. Yeah. So I, I get those text messages the next day. Do you remember saying that? Like, oh, God,
0: no. <laughs> so yeah, maybe it's a good idea to stick to the lighter beers and not the triple IP he is
1: <laughs> so, Snapper. You are. Um, you, your family's been in Hillsboro for five generations, but it sounds yep. like uh, your wife Kim is a Hillsboro transplant.
2: Yep. Well, she was originally from Boston, okay. and then she moved to uh, Atlanta for four years, and was randomly kind of back in the area. And we, I, I w- happened to go to a wedding at uh, it used to be Hooties in Baraboo. I don't think it's Hooties anymore, but. Um, we met there that night and, uh, really haven't been apart since that was 20, almost 25 years ago.
0: And, 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 uh, we already heard where Dan is from all over Dave. Are you from yeah. the Hillsboro area as well? Uh, Reedsburg. Reedsburg. So it's,
3: it's like, it's like a half an hour down the road from Hillsborough.
0: Where, where is Hillsboro in the state? If you're looking at the, you know, the, the glove of Wisconsin.
3: We're
2: in the, we're in the cool part. <laughs> I <love it>. Great. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> no, we'd be in more, we're like, yeah, Southwestern. We're kind of the gateway to the Driftless area. Um, the Hills really start kind of after Hillsboro. So
1: you guys are located kind of between some, you know, or I guess in the middle in between some mm-hmm. relatively larger community, you know, larger communities like La Crosse, Madison, Wisconsin Dells. Yeah. Tell us how you, how you know what your strategy looks like to pull people either you know out of those communities or from further away to come and visit Hillsboro.
2: I think you're giving me a lot of credit with this sort <laughs> of strategy, <laughs> but I will I will tell you this: I, I, A lot of people have asked me through the years why would you do this in Hillsboro? Why would you? And my my answer has always been the same: Why wouldn't you do it in Hillsboro? If you think, yeah, Hillsboro's is a town of fourteen hundred people, maybe we'll be fifteen hundred soon, but We're fourteen hundred and some people, but we're halfway between Madison, Lacrosse, halfway between Chicago and Minneapolis. We have three state highways running through here. Um, We actually get a lot of traffic, and as far as drawing people to Hillsborough Brewing Company, I think the building had a lot to do with it. Um, The beer, of course, had something to do with it. But you know, we try and give everybody the best experience that you can possibly get. You know, by coming by traveling from Lacrosse or Madison and I think we've been successful with that so far.
0: And then you obviously are trying to draw visitors to a pretty small town of 1400 people. Like how do you how do you be a part of of your community of Hillsboro and treat the community well but also bringing more people in like is that is that a positive thing for Hillsboro and how do you give back to the community then as well? I think it's a positive thing for Hillsboro. I think
2: having uh, cans out in the market almost statewide now with Hillsboro on the label is a huge source of pride for this town um it's a source of pride for me um I'd like to think it's a source of pride for them but <laughs> you never know some days they like me some days they don't it's <laughs> um as far as giving back you know um i don't know there's there's so been so many things just donations to the school not only monetary but uh, a lot of uh, you know, I still run a construction company.
1: Are kind you giving of. beer to the high school, to <laughs> no. 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 No, the teachers,
2: yeah. <laughs> there but, you not go. The... <laughs> um, but you know, just community projects, uh, different things. We've we've put a new roof on the historical society. Um, we're Hillsboro's getting their trains back. Uh, we lost our two locomotives in the eighties, um, but we found them and we bought them back. So now they're getting put across the street from Hillsborough Brewing Company. So I think I got to build a shelter for them over there. <laughs> so just things like that. You know, I, I, we have a great relationship with the city council in the, in the city in general and our new hospital. We have a $40 million Gunderson hospital now in Hillsboro, So it's, it's a, it's pretty cool, pretty cool place to live. You should try it with houses for sale. <laughs> I keep trying to get Dave to move to Hillsboro, shorter commute.
1: Right. So you guys have the Hillsborough Brewing Company pub, and then you mm-hmm. refer to the brewery side as Two E Brewery. Is that correct? So where does where yeah. does that name come from, or what's the connection there? <laughs> you know,
2: I, I, I kind of forgot about that. So yeah, I I alluded to this a little bit. Uh, I I bought a lot of buildings through the years without my wife knowing about it. And <laughs> I still own a lot of property. I. I Probably some, she probably doesn't even actually know that I own it, but, um,
0: we won't make you tell she, her via podcast.
2: She can never listen to this. We just have to keep her away from it, but I've, I've never named anything after her. So I, I kind of came up with the, the name two E because she spells her Kimberly with two E's at the end. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought, you know, it, it was a nice thing. It was, it was finally something, something I should do for her. So. Cause she, she puts a lot of work into this as well.
1: Cool. So there, so the, you know, the, the overarching name is, is the, the Hillsborough Brewing Company, mm-hmm. but then the, you've got kind of that subtitle name, I guess, if you will, right. For, for the brewery or how do you utilize that?
2: It's really not even known to the public. It's more of a inside, you know, inner, inner company thing. And, and, our close friends and everybody know about it. It's not something we advertise in any way. We have an old sign hanging up that says 2E, but yeah, every, everything for the most part is just Hillsboro Brewing Company.
3: The original, the original building that you bought was downtown and that's where the restaurant was. And so mm-hmm. then the second building that he bought where the brewery was, was two blocks away. So we kind of had to have names for those two things. And then when we moved to the, to the current building we moved the restaurant there well first we moved the brewery there we were going to have a, a brewery and event space but then we moved the restaurant there so now we're one big happy family right so we got three different things there we got we got an event space of 10,000 square feet upstairs for you know weddings and big you know big gatherings and we've got the brewery downstairs and we've got the restaurant downstairs and, and a fantastic you know gift shop So it's now, now we're, it's just all one big thing. So it, it was kind of a work in progress. As we started one thing, it kind of evolved into another thing and just kept rolling. One of the, one of the funny stories I was, you know, I think it was two years ago, we talked about this is going to be the last hole we're going to drill into this, you know, brick building and create <laughs> dust, you know, and all this kind of stuff. This was two years ago and 200 holes ago, I'm sure. Because it's <laughs> like every other day he's drilling a hole in something, you know. <laughs> that kind
2: of goes. That kind of goes back to uh, I'm not. I'm not really ever totally happy with. With uh, I always like to be changing things, improving.
0: You mentioned that you're uh, you're in construction, so like, do you build someone's house and then all of a sudden, like three months later, you show up with with a hammer and nails? Like, what the hell are you doing in our house?
2: No, that's, that's a whole nother story. I kind of quit building houses. I've, I've never made money on a house um, ever in my life because I'm, I'm just too nice. And (laughs) like, I give the people everything they want and and don't make them pay for it. So I got, I had to quit building houses.
0: (laughs) Well, so you had, you just talked about your event space and and wanting to welcome a lot of people into your, your building for whatever reason, whether it's for the brew, for the brewery or for private events and whatnot. And you have an impressive 24 beers on tap and, and beers and seltzers on tap. Mm-hmm. Is that to really appease that crowd and, and everyone that could possibly be walking to that door? Or do you guys just have fun brewing a lot of beers? Is it a little bit of both there?
2: No, this goes back to those two just doing whatever they want to do, <laughs> brewing whatever. The bills come in the mail. Who's ordering fruit? What the hell's going on? I don't know. <laughs> No, no, that's, that's not totally true. I, I, I think all three of us agree that it's good to have, uh, to cover all your bases. And it's not like we're going to send all these beers out into the market, but it's pretty cool to have some stuff that you can only get here in Hillsboro. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. You know, it's, the, and that's, I think what, uh, the cool thing is that, that we get to experiment and be in a brew pub with a, a 10 barrel brewery, 10, 10 barrel brew house, plus a, like a, a two barrel, you know, pilot system that we have. We can experiment with little things and we can, you know, knock off some, you know, 10 barrel batches, stuff like that. But Dan's always, you know, he's on the cutting edge of of, of the beer world. He's always out there. He's on you the know, cutting
2: edge. The <laughs> bleeding edge. Yeah. <laughs> oh
3: man. There's not a beer that a guy doesn't know about. You know, <laughs> that
4: is true. I'll, I'll give you that. Hey, slushies are becoming a fad, and slushy smoothies are becoming a fad. So,
2: oh hey guys, uh, my my wife just actually walked in. I'll
1: let her say hi. Bring it on, Great. Kimberly.
5: My headphones are sweaty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hi, Kim. How are you guys?
5: Hey, how are you?
1: Doing good. Thanks for. Uh, Letting us uh, take snapper for a little while today.
5: Yeah, no problem. He's way behind on his work out there.
1: (laughs)
0: Mostly, Uh, thanks. Thanks uh, for letting him continue to buy breweries.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it's let is a loaded term. He does it, and he he's one to ask for forgiveness, not so much permission.
1: That's what we hear. (laughs) Well, uh, we give you a lot of credit for uh, for uh, still being a part of it.
5: I know it. I know. Last big purchase he made. He he told me. Right before he was about to be hauled away on an ambulance because he had a heart attack,
1: it was oh my big, gosh, oh no, it was like a
5: deathbed confession.
1: Oh
0: yeah. my gosh! Well, then you yeah. couldn't even be mad at him then. So that was I well know, done.
5: honestly, brilliant move on his <laughs> yeah.
0: part.
1: Yeah, really.
5: He's like, I'm like, what do we tell the kids? And what's in the safe? And what are all the special papers? We had all this moment. He said, I have one more thing. I bought a skid steer. It was one hundred ten thousand dollars. <laughs>
3: What did you say, Kim?
5: I, I love you. And oh my God, if this heart attack doesn't kill you, I may.
4: <laughs>
1: oh.
5: He is who he is. It's all right.
0: He it's is. all right. Yeah. Well, are you a beer drinker as well, Kim?
5: Uh, yeah, definitely. I've I've learned to become a beer drinker because I really like our beer. And then surprisingly enough, I like our dark beers, which we actually mm. hear from a lot of women. They're scared by the color and then they end up liking them a lot of times more, uh, you know, than well, definitely more than they thought they would. Yeah.
1: So so what's your go-to Hillsborough beer?
5: Um, probably Badger Sweat. That's one of my favorite. And then Toasted, um, the dark chocolate, toasted coconut infused milk stout has been one of my favorites. And I love seeing people's reaction when they first taste it. They're just shocked. And the peanut butter and jelly, they're just like, they can't believe how much they like it.
1: Yeah. Well, we've got all three of those here, so we'll have to give them a go.
5: Oh, perfect. So you got, what have you guys drank so far?
1: Um, we've just done blonde walks into a bar so far.
5: Okay. All right.
1: And we heard,
0: th- we heard that was your namesake or your, your naming idea. Yep.
5: I've named most of them. Yep.
0: Well, well, which one should we drink next? I think it's about time to pour another round and you can, you can totally take over this podcast for snapper.
5: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> um, what do you guys typically like? Light, dark, red, hoppy. Yep. <laughs> okay. Perfect. What do you have in front of you?
1: Everything, all of them. Okay. Yeah, we've uh, we've got um, the leaping lemur, badger sweat, uh, snappy IPA. We've got treat yourself,
5: nice. Um, the jelly peanut Joe.
1: butter and jelly Joe, Breakfast nice. At Breakfast at Tiffany's. Okay.
5: Um. Oh gosh, where should you go next?
1: Oh, and to- and toasted. Yep.
5: I would go lemur then toasted. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, let's see what you guys think Sounds of that.
1: Good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do leaping lemur. <laughs> yeah. Cheers. So this is Snapper this just is brought email. me a beer. Cheers. It's awesome. Oh hey, he's a good man.
5: Mm-hmm. He probably bought something else, and he's just waiting for the right time to tell me.
1: <laughs> we can do it via yeah. recording. That would yeah. be fantastic. We'll do time it, do it right on pour another round here.
5: <laughs> <laughs> mm,
1: that's good. It it um, definitely has has like has that creamsicle creamsicle dreamsicle type type flavor to it.
5: Yep, I think that's the bourbon vanilla. That's been really popular. That hence the name the leap and lemur. Yeah. Yeah. The vanilla is from Madagascar and oh, they're known for their cool. lemurs. Okay. So clever. Yeah.
0: Yeah. This one, this one is very good. Have you been to Madagascar before?
5: No, no, I have not. But I had to suffer through a lot of years as a boomer with the kids when they were little, remember that show
1: <laughs> yeah. with the lemur Yeah. tailed right. lemur. Yeah. so we we um so we've got the the leaping lemur we're drinking right now but you guys also have um what you call joe beer which is of course named for snappers dad tell us about joe beer
5: uh well dave can tell you about the beer i can tell you the story behind it so it was another story that started with i think we should buy a building no you better not buy the building so we compromised and he bought the building behind my back (laughs) um and then he came home and said, "Well, I bought that building that you told me I better not buy. So, what should we do with it?" I'm like this is a fun game. <laughs> so, kind of simultaneously with that, he also bought out his dad's construction company, and they work in Madison quite a bit. And his dad just kept showing up on the job site. You know, I think so. Probably a lot of people that you know, the next generation takes over. You know, I mean, farmers, all these other kinds of things. Like, you know, they don't know. What to, he didn't know what to do with himself. So we kind of thought he was also in this beer brewing club. And his beer was very good. He also was making wine. That was not, not good at all. <laughs> it was actually really terrible. Like grain, alcohol, turpentine kind of a situation. And we got it for gifts. And I mean, I, you know, rest in peace, Joe. We love you. But his wine was terrible. <laughs> so he was in this beer brewing club and he kept talking about this, this beer. And we thought, okay, we'll do a little, just a little brew pub on the corner, you know, since you already bought the building and maybe it'll keep him busy and kind of keep him off the job site and out of your hair. So we were we were about nine months into the remodel. We were probably about a month or so away from opening. And it was a Monday and Joe called snapper and said, you know, that beer that I've been working on, I really think this is the one. Cause he, he really wanted to perfect it. And, um, that Thursday he died in a car accident. Oh man! So then the next week, the guys called and said, you know, your dad's beer is ready. And of course, you know, this is a, a group of, construction guys that are all standing around and they went and picked up the beer. We were also last minute trying to get the building ready enough to have this visitation for Joe. And we, I think we scrambled, we bought bar stools, but they came without the seats. So they're making seats, cutting them out of wood, (laughs) sanding, you know, I mean, it's all this, just all this emotion and like this hustle and bustle. And then this beer gets delivered and we pour it for everybody. And, you know, I had this like last minute panic, like, what if it's terrible? You know, like his wine, <laughs> like his wine was, and now he's gone. And and then everybody drank. I mean, and it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's, it's the recipe. It's the Joe beer that we all know and love today. So, but it was just beer at that point. We didn't know what to call it. And then, you know, Samper said, what are we, what are we going to name it? I mean, you know, come on, Joe, you know, yeah, for sure. so, Great. and a friend of his and a friend of ours, just hobby carving wood, and he actually carved a tap handle. And that was, it's Joe's face. And so that's still the tap handle that we use today, you know, since 2012. So very cool. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And I don't know, we just thought, well, we've now got this building and we've got this beer and what are we going to do? So we're going to have to figure out how to brew beer. So all the guys (laughs) in the club kind of took snapper under their wing and, you know, helped him. And it's just been, it's just grown really organically. You know, there's, there was no plan. There was no, we're going to brew beer. We're going to run a restaurant. We're going to, I mean, there's, yeah, it just kept growing and growing and growing. And here we are in a 28,000 square foot building. And, you know, it's crazy to see people like just in a random city and they'll have, you know, our shirts on, or they know it, or I'm, you know, shopping in a festival or Woodman's and they're, they've got our beer in their cart. I mean, it's just, it's very surreal.
1: I, uh, grew up, um, just outside La Crosse, Wisconsin. And, um, before, when we were just starting the pour another round, uh, podcast, I heard from multiple people in the area. Well, are you going to have Hillsborough on? And I was like, I've not been there, so I should go. I need to go check them out and, and try some of your beer too. And so reached out to you guys and we're really excited to have you on.
5: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. We're really excited too. Um, I just had one of the waitresses pulled me aside and said there's a there's a couple that needs to talk to you. And of course I'm always like
4: are they mad? Yeah.
5: No, 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 they're not mad. They want to talk to you. And they're from they're from Green Bay. They they came to the area to do some hiking I and mean, we've got gorgeous hiking in the area, of course, and it's a beautiful day. And they said we've got nine breweries in Green Bay, and it's nothing like this. We're so glad we stumbled on this. This is the best place we've ever been. And your, you know, your food is great. The beer is outstanding. And they were carrying like two cases of beer out of the gift <laughs> shop out to their car. So very flattering when you come from a town that has, you know, nine breweries mm-hmm. that they're hauling it three hours back. Mm-hmm. You know, just stories like that that just really you know, I mean, it's exciting and, and humbling really.
0: Well, I'm I'm from green Bay as well. And, uh, this beer is also very fantastic. Nice. Yes. Well done guys.
5: Well, and we, uh, you know, people want to come in and they want to compare and, you know, Sanford and I was like, listen, there's a lot of great beer out there. You know, we're not here to, to put anybody else down ever. There's, and you know, it's Wisconsin, there's plenty of beer drinkers. So (laughs) there's enough room for everybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. We like
5: to collaborate with other breweries. I know we like to work with them. We like to cross promote and, but it's exciting when people want to come here, and then you see them. Like I said, or the first time they try it, or they don't think they're going to like it, and then you know, like women trying a really dark beer, and then they love it. So,
0: awesome. Well, uh, now that we heard the story behind Joe Beer, Dave, can you tell us about the beer itself? Well, it's a, it's a
3: porter, and it's uh, you know just pretty much a traditional porter. You know, it's it's kind of like a no nonsense. I, I I think I say on the the label it's a no-nonsense beer it's kind of like joe was you know he was he was a straightforward <laughs> guy you know everybody loved him he didn't he didn't pull punches you know and and uh,
5: he was a man of few words definitely but when he said something it usually meant meant right. something
0: and so mm-hmm. if, so i see snappers a little bit different than that then <laughs> yeah, a man he's of jantier. many words
5: <laughs> i know he pretends he's not peopley but yeah. he is and everybody loves snapper you know I mean he's the guy, right? He's always the yeah. guy. Yeah.
3: He he's, he says he's not, but he says he doesn't like to talk to people, but he's he's one of the most personal guys I know. I know it. And, I know. And I don't know how many times I think I don't want to talk to that guy. And Snapper's like,
0: Oh, hey, how you doing? You know?
3: <laughs> 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 yeah. And he's always just so friendly. He's a he is a, quite the diplomat.
5: Yep, definitely. We were just we were behind the bar. Nothing never mind we we're behind the bar, and it was busy, so he was helping us get ice and different things and i we both looked over and there's just a group of people in the brewery checking out all the equipment or whatever so he went over there and just a group of older guys that wanted to know all about you know the operation and like the machinery behind it and of course you know some of our equipment is recycled dairy farm equipment we get farmers in here and they love to see you know the old bulk tanks and stuff that we've retrofitted and
3: sure. yeah that's our uh, hot liquor tank and our cold liquor tank or are- Old bulk tanks. Yep, one stacked on top of the other because we're running out of room in this twenty eight
1: thousand square foot building.
5: I know it's oh true. My God, we are. It's un- unbelievable.
1: Oh, so you said the Joe beer is is what is the recipe that that Joe created? So he had that all documented, Correct. and you you've been able to keep that recipe the same.
5: Yep. Right. Yep. And I usually explain it. I don't know if I'm doing it right or not, Dave. So you have to correct me. But when people ask what it tastes like, I'll ask them, do you do you like coffee? Do you like chocolate? Usually the answers are yes. And it's not that there's any of those things in the beer, but the way the the malt is roasted, it kind of gives those undertones. So people, and it's very smooth for as dark as it is, it's not bitter at all
3: right exactly i mean that's a perfect description
0: i think that's a common mis- misperception by a lot of people that the darker the beer the the more potent it's going to be or the the more bitter right. it's going to be and a lot of times the darker the beer it's smoother and creamier and it's it's
5: right it tricks
0: yep. people in a good way
5: yep definitely
4: exactly.
5: right i think my favorite thing is when people do a sampler flight you know and they'll taste something and Maybe they'll order the treat yourself or the snappy IPA, and they'll go, "Oh no, I don't really care for that." And I'm like, "Oh, do you usually like IPAs?" They're like, "No, not at all." Well,
1: <laughs> well <anyway. laughs> I don't know
5: what to tell you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. IPAs, there's no in between. You Either love them or you hate them. I mean, you're not going to hate IPAs and then try ours and all of a sudden love. It. You know, I mean, right. it's it's an IPA. There's there's a specific palate. You know, people that like that sours are on the horizon. They just started doing a sour. We've been asked since. 2012. That's I what, think. That's what and we, we hear. Dan- Dan's Dalton working on. Time, so. <laughs> yep, yep. They brought it up to me at work the other night, and I actually like it. I don't know what a sour is supposed to taste like, but I thought it was really good.
0: Great. Well, with the uh, yeah. with the treat yourself beer, I, I love the Parks and Rec reference.
5: That was Dan. I can't ah, take credit there's. for that one.
0: Yep.
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. You've got some really really cool names of some of these beers too, with the treat yourself and um, the the peanut butter and jelly Joe and
5: mm-hmm. the Irish is back. People yeah, like to order l- the Irish feck and all the feckin' puns come out and yeah. it's, oh it's a fucking good beer and I'll have another feckin' one and it's a whole thing. And especially today. People are everybody's Irish feck today.
4: There you go. <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. 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 You've got yep. I think there's one called Jorts.
5: Yes. Yep. Yep. I I named that one. Yep. Yeah.
1: You guys seem like you have a lot of fun with the names.
5: Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and people will buy it because they like to say the name and then they love the right. beer and then they keep buying it. So
0: that's, works. that's a lot of the, the fun of it and the, the creativity behind it. I think it definitely, definitely pays off and shows that you guys are having fun with it too. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then you've got your, your, um, the contented cow, which is a nod to that carnation milk, uh, condensed milk factory that used to be in your current building.
5: Correct. Yep. Yep. And that was their ad campaign back at, I think probably the twenties and thirties. And people have brought us the magazine ads that where they've torn them out of the old magazines and you could, you know, milk from contented cows. So. Apparently they weren't happy like the California ones. <laughs> yeah. Like they were just
1: No. Content. Wisconsin cows <laughs> are happier than California I mean, cows. I
5: that was literally Carnation's <laughs> ad campaign, milk from contented cows. So like eh, we're okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like we're, we're not happy, but we're content.
3: When we were remodeling the building that we're in right now, and we're doing that remodeling we found this um, poster of this cow and it said, you know, milk from contented cows and stuff. We, we you know, we're coming on this, this uh, slogan and stuff. And snapper's like, we got to make a, you know, we got to make a beer that, that we use it, that, that name contented cow. And I'm like, well, we already have a red Irish beer and, you know, we're in a, a, a milk, you know, milk factory. So it's gotta be a milk stout, you know, it, it just has to be. So so then I kind of tweaked around some, some recipes and came up with the, with the, with our uh, milk stout contented cow.
5: Yep. It's been a, pa- a popular one.
3: So yeah, we use lactose in that one.
0: And uh, you guys have mentioned before that your, your cans can be found throughout most of Wisconsin. Do you can all of your beers or are there some taproom only beers? And how do you, how do you kind of make that, that distinction between what gets canned and what gets
3: not? We've got uh, seven different beers that we can, four that are on a regular basis and then three um, seasonal ones. And and that kind of just grew out of what was popular pouring from the taps, you know? Mm-hmm. So we just, uh, and, and I guess we were kind of looking to have a, a, a spectrum of beers, you know, from light to dark and, you know, some malty and hoppy beers. And, and of course then at the brewery, we, we do some canning too, some uh, some seaming right there at the, at the brewery.
5: Yep. The 16-ounce can, everything we have on tap can be found either in a 12-ounce can that's kind of in a lot of locations, or the 16-ounce can crawlers. And then we have all of those available at the bar, big cooler, in the gift shop. And you can mix and match. People like that. Yeah, you know, we sure. have those turtle-friendly recyclable uh, <laughs> yeah. six-pack uh, six holders, so you can mix and match those. Um, People really like that. They make a great gift.
1: So, Kim, are you kind of the one responsible for that gift shop that you guys have at uh, or the store (laughs) you have at the the brewery?
5: Yeah. So that was our small event space. And then, you know, I didn't put global pandemic in the yearly projection. So that's on me. Why not?
0: You didn't see that coming?
5: I know. I. I mean, it's a. It's a. I don't know. It's. I'm. I'm embarrassed. Really. I should have probably <laughs> predicted that. So yeah. So that was our small event space. So we were doing kind of you know class reunions and meetings. People would book that space, but you know couldn't have any gatherings. Couldn't have any events. Couldn't have any. Couldn't have any events of any size. And that's typically fifty to sixty people we could hold in that room. And we weren't having any sixty person gatherings. So we thought pivot, put in a gift shop. Fill it up. And then we offered private shopping as well, you know, for individuals that were really kind of nervous to go out. And then we did shipping. And a lot of people did their Christmas shopping that way, especially local people that have family all over.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: They would get a hold of us and could come in on days that we were closed. People that weren't really getting out and they felt like at least they were getting out a little bit, but not exposed to anybody. And then we helped them ship their gifts out. And our, I mean, I shipped sweatshirts and t shirts and mugs to North Carolina and Tennessee and California and Washington. So, pretty exciting very cool yeah and now it's a hit and now we can't get rid of it so <laughs> you know it's all part of the experience yeah, as well good, and it's a good
1: thing you've got some other event space upstairs then huh yeah
5: yeah definitely
1: so, in addition to the great beer that you guys have, um, you also have really amazing food. Um, my wife and I were there a couple of weeks ago and and ate at the pub and did not leave disappointed. So the, the you know those brisket awesome. nachos, holy crap, are those good? Um, <laughs> you know, with we that, sell a
5: lot of those. We yeah. sell a lot of those. It, it takes us three days to make that brisket.
1: Oh, the brisket was amazing. The queso yep. was awesome. Um, yep. So your your food is is really really good too.
5: Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm a big proponent of, you know, do a few things and do them really really well. So, you know, it's a, it's a somewhat limited menu, but I'm really proud of everything we put out and it's consistent.
0: The Irish is fact.
1: There's huh? the Irish, Irish is fact. Is fact. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it matches Kim's shirt.
5: Uh-huh.
0: uh-huh. Is that a uh, always sunny reference to your shirt there?
5: It is. It's actually my daughter's. Uh, I don't watch the show, but my kids watch it. Okay. So, solid. Parenting moment.
3: <laughs> Fine. Cameron. You've got all the cultural references,
0: don't you? I try to be. I try to be hip and on top of what's going on in the world.
3: Right. You and Dan are like the hippest two on this whole thing.
0: <laughs> oh, Dave, you're pretty hip.
5: <laughs> I don't know. Did you guys tell him the name of the sour? Our daughter actually named it.
0: Uh, we did not. No, it. we not got. Yeah.
5: No. Okay, so it's going to be current mood. C U R A N T. She said current mood as a whole online blah 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 but it's yeah. got black current it in it current. with
0: the, yeah that's good so, i like that yeah yep are you up I on that people... trend cameron you know what i'm I, how, how old is your daughter
5: she's 22 okay
0: yeah i would yeah. I, w- I, w- I didn't know that that was a, yeah. a thing
5: i apparently it's a it's a twitter it's a what I, so current mood and then you post a meme like current mood and then it's somebody crying or current mood and it's somebody partying or what i don't know
0: all right well i I guess that works and i get the i like the plan words i love actually i do love that in like the 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 pun culture of brewing beer like that is Mm -hmm. that's one of my favorite parts about the beer culture is all the puns that everyone has and the fun the fun plan words
5: yeah well i want to find a beer that we can name irrational yelp review (laughs) (laughs) and then instead of a description of the beer i just want to put some of the stupid things that people have said
0: yes so that's fantastic
5: Yeah, we had one a couple weeks ago and he just had to review us and tell us ridiculous. They made us wear a mask, but then we got to take it off when we were at our table to eat. But don't get me wrong. I mean, great beer and good food, cool place.
0: How (laughs) how how dare you?
5: (laughs) I don't know what to do with that. Are you mad? Are you not mad? I mean, just some of the most just irrational Yelp reviews. That's
1: that's Uh, (laughs) instead of describing the beer, just
5: I know. I think it's great. The guy's voted me down so far, but I'll get Uh, my way.
0: So when you think of the beer, Irrational Yelp Review, what style beer would you have at B-Kim?
5: Ooh, maybe something that surprised you, you know, like uh, something with heat, you know, maybe some sort of a, you know, whatever that finished with like a, I think there's some habanero, you know, like with a, with a milk stout or something. So it's, it's that contradiction in flavor. So I think that's probably what I would do.
0: Maybe maybe you could do your, uh, your Irish as feck. Uh, with like habanero in there and then it can be feck you ir- irrational yelp review <laughs>
3: <laughs> i like it uh cameron Fuck you <laughs> 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 oh,
0: i'm just teasing you. That's great. Uh, but no dan dan you keep uh getting thrown out there that you're up on the the beer trends how do you feel about uh pickle pickle beers
4: Oh yeah. We, had, our chef really is pushing. She's obsessed those,
5: with pickles. But... I think we need to do it. Yeah, I should... have not
4: had the beer yet. And brisket, brisket beer. <laughs> We're kind of turning I her think down. Do you oh, do no, like but, a whole
0: yeah. uh, like dinner theme beer, pickle beer, brisket beer? Sounds fantastic. I mean, yeah, I like pickles,
4: so <laughs> Give it. A why go.
1: Not? Do you guys use um, your beer in any of, of the cooking as well?
5: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's in a lot of our recipes. It's in the brisket. It's in our um, corned beef. We use it in our, our fish batter for our walleye on Fridays. I've done a badger sweat reduction and used it as a ice cream topping, a bread pudding topping. So yeah, we use our, use our beer and quite a few things. And then we're experimenting with, well, the spent grain, we're making some dog treats because apparently spent grain is great for dogs. So that's something we're playing with, and then some veggie burgers on the horizon with some of our grain.
3: And and just just lately, our chef's been throwing some uh, spent grain in the uh, in the sourdough we've been doing, Mm -hmm. throwing that on some specials. So yep, yeah, we're doing we're doing some interesting stuff with that.
5: Yeah, definitely. And what our daily lunch specials are always different. So anytime we can use the beer, it's great in you know with different cheeses. It's great paired with a lot of things, actually. And the fact that we have such a variety to choose from.
3: See Cameron's making a call
0: here. Yeah. This is this is our first time of pouring another another round on pour another round. Uh, so I'm All right. I, let's get at it. I've been wanting to uh, since I saw the cans, the breakfast at Tiffany's, the French toast inspired milk stout.
3: Yep. That's a popular one. That's uh that's a, again another one that Dan he said to me, "Dave, we got to do this. We got to do that." I'm like, "You're crazy." He said, "No, just try it.
1: Just try it." <laughs>
4: It smelled like straight French toast, so we threw it in our stout. It, it mm-hmm. smells it does, like it.
1: Yeah, it smells like, like cinnamon toast crunch or French toast, or it's got a really, really good smell to it. And I did a little experiment with
3: it, and I kind of let it go away. And he's telling me, like, Dave, all these people are asking for it. All these people are asking for it, and we got to do it again. <laughs> and we did, and, and it's it's one of our more popular dark
0: beers. Jeez. Well, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of a, a good strategy there though to let it go away and let people miss it a little bit before you bring it back and then it's kind of a, a novelty again.
3: I totally agree with that. I mm-hmm. totally
0: agree. So what what what's your seasonal schedule look like? Do you are you always obviously changing your seasonal stuff and how do you how do you determine kind of that next latest and greatest besides, besides Dan's genius.
3: I, I don't like to be real seasonal on uh, Oktoberfest obviously is a good seasonal one that will, will make us a, a certain amount and and then let it go away and then start brewing again for, you know, like a August release. I guess our other uh, seasonal that is, is kind of an interesting seasonal is our sap, our quick pin sap logger. Yep. So we use fresh sap, not syrup, but sap. So maple sap that was collected like the day before, and then they and then they would normally boil it down for, you know, like fifty-six days or something like that. You know, to make maple syrup. Mm-hmm. I'm being sarcastic, um, <laughs> but we take that. It, it almost looks like water. It's it's very clear. We take that and, and replace our brewing water with the, with the maple sap. Yep. And so we call it our sap logger. And that's so local
5: it's, sap. It's only about 20 miles from here. Very
3: cool. Yeah.
5: Yep. And it's a, it's a wrestling referee who has been a wrestling referee for so long that he actually refed snapper like 27 years ago. And he's still refing uh, wrestling. We're a big wrestling family. Our snapper wrestled, our boys wrestled. So, and he was, you know, Scotty Brookman. Uh, quick to call a pin. So quick pin. Quick pin sap logger. <laughs> Snapper said he wasn't actually quick, but that's our, <laughs> our plan
4: words. Yeah.
1: Well Kim, I, I have to tell you a, a quick story too. We when my wife and I were headed up to Hillsborough Brewing Company a couple of weeks ago, we found out that my wife actually works with Snapper's old babysitter. Oh gosh. <laughs> so did yes. he drive
5: her into retirement the <laughs> thing.
1: She, she, that's why she works full-time now I think she gave, had to give up yeah. babysitting
5: yeah yeah apparently he was a handful back in the day
1: she she offered up stories but we said we, we better meet him first and then maybe we'll get yeah. the stories
0: it sounds like he's still a handful though Not it wasn't just back in the day though Kim
5: <laughs> oh I'm so tired <laughs> It's he's, oh, he's, Was he's had enough he's had enough
0: thanks kim good Listen, talking to you
5: if he confesses something he bought somebody text me <laughs>
2: okay nobody's texting or anything by the way <laughs> welcome, welcome <Right>. back snapper <laughs>
1: guys nice. we've now officially had four guests on this episode <laughs> yeah. for another round so yeah no, that
2: worked out well i'm glad she walked in that's awesome you <laughs> got to hear right from the horse's mouth that we all there the stuff go. we were
0: talking about her so <laughs>
3: <laughs> if we're nothing else we're unconventional
0: yeah that's good for sure well i believe snapper you have a story that you're supposed to be telling us about something with your uh your your hardware back there hardware your uh your tank the the old farming
1: equipment and the
2: all right. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. The, the boil kettle. There it is. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, it came, it's so funny because we do these tours and it's, it's something stupid and it, I, I just find it hilarious, but <laughs> not everybody does. Um, the, the tank came out of a pharmaceutical company and we repurposed it. So on these tours, I always tell them, "Yeah, you know, they made Viagra in that town." <laughs> that's what that's what really gives Hillsborough its pep. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, some some people don't think it's funny, but I do. That, that's good. I like that.
1: <laughs> so, what do you guys like best about being a part of the brewing industry?
3: Uh, I think the camaraderie. You know, I, I think ever since I've been in the brewing world, back in what well, was. The home brewing and then I started brewing with uh at, at Corner Pub in '96. And at that time we needed some yeast. We needed some lager yeast. And we called up Capital Brewery and and Kirby Nelson says, Come on down, I'll give you some yeast. Nice. So I took a sanitized jar down there and he gave it to me. And I said, What kind of yeast is this, man? And he said, like, oh, I don't you know, it's it's been in our brewery for so long. It's it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a house yeast nowadays. <laughs> you know, can you imagine Kirby Nelson, you know, giving you br- be, uh, yeast to brew it? Right. Uh, it? I mean, that was pretty cool. <laughs> you know, and you see that throughout even even today, the brewers and the breweries really you know love working with each other. They love supporting each other because they know that all of this lifts up the whole industry. You know, and, and people will go on a beer trail, you know, they'll go from bar to bar or, you know, establishment in, and check out new beers. And it, it's, it's just a really fun, really fun industry to be in.
2: Well, I, I actually would have to agree with Dave in, in what he was saying, because we, we do have a lot of friends in, in the industry and our, probably our closest brewery. Who we actually just recently uh, lost was uh, Port Huron. I would say that was probably closest, uh, larger brewery, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah.
3: In, you know, the corner pub, and, and now it's um, yeah,
2: corner pub is close
3: to place to... in Austin.
2: Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, great uh, yeah. Gravity Box. Yeah, oh yeah, Gravity um, Box
3: in Austin. You know? Yep, uh, Micah, little little brewery up there, and so we're helping him. So we're passing it on. Okay. You know, we've been helped out with a lot of breweries. A lot of breweries helped us and now we're helped. Yeah.
2: I mean, but you take even a bigger brewery than us. uh, Potosi has been a huge help to us. You know, that Dave Fritz down there is, is been a wonderful guy to get to know. (laughs) I I remember when I first called him on the phone, I was really nervous um, about him canning for us uh, because we, we knew we had to take the next step. We just didn't know how we were going to do it. And um, I met with some guys in Madison and I, I just didn't get a good vibe from that whole situation. Um, and then I, I heard Potosi would co-pack. So I called Dave Fritz on the phone and he's just, he's like, he's the coolest guy on the phone. So we were, we were talking and, uh, he's like, yeah, we can help you out with that. And he goes, Hillsboro. I, I, I remember we played you guys in football and you beat us, um, in the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> and in what I can't remember what year he said. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I, I remember that game. My I
4: was on that team. <laughs> no, no, no. Um,
2: my, my oldest son was the quarterback. He goes, that was, that was your son. <laughs> it was, oh, wow. it was just, it was just such a cool thing. He, and, uh, so we've had a great relationship with them. Um, of course, Port, Port Huron, which I mentioned, which is sad that they closed down. Um, that's mm-hmm. unfortunate is a great guy and that's a great, it was a great brewery, but even places like Dan has a relationship with, uh, Oso, yeah, and central waters, um, who are, yep. we're working. Yep. in central yep. waters, we're working cl- kind of close with those guys through Dan. It's a really great, um, feeling to have, uh, friends, you know, around.
0: Do you guys take it into in a, an official capacity at all and do any collab beers?
3: Well, the only uh, official collab beer we've done so far is with a friend of mine, from Full Mile, Full Mile Beer Company and Kitchen in Sun Prairie. Okay. Yep. And uh, I had lent my homebrew equipment to him, to one of the owners at one time years ago when I quit homebrewing for a while and lent it out to him, and then I got it back from him. And but uh, that was one
1: of our, our one of our collaborations. But we're working on a few others right now. And both you and Full Mile are you talk about the the beer trails and the um, different. Beer trail stops both you and full mile are included in the real craft the wisconsin real craft pass too so do you see a lot of people coming through that maybe aren't from the area but they're trying to get through all the breweries um and visit all the breweries from the real craft pass book too
2: yeah i mean we um if we're talking about the same book we we stamp quite a few uh little little booklets that come through here yeah definitely We
1: we i got mine stamped when i was there a couple weeks ago oh yeah That's still got the old logo on it. And so that, you know, that's really fantastic
3: of those, those kind of places to put that thing kind of thing on, you know, and, and promote that And you know, for us to, to get somebody in and, you know, do a buy one, get one or whatever, you know, it's, it's great to have them come in and experience what Hillsborough Brewing Company is about, you know, and see our space and see what we've done to this building and, it's really fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it, gets, it definitely gets people in the door and I'm sure it, people will then stay stay in the door and it's a it's a good good outreach tool. Yeah.
1: And I you know the with the last year with the with the pandemic, I'm sure events and stuff were not happening, but um your your event space at at hillsborough brewing company is also really beautiful and um that upper floor event space and so we'll have to post some post some pictures on our social media too of your event space because it's you guys did a really great job with it
2: yeah yeah it kind of sucked not being able to have uh, weddings last year um we had uh i think we had 26 or 27 booked for last year and we pulled the plug on them and that was a hard thing to do um you know telling a a bride that you can no longer have your wedding that's that that took some beers after the conversation yeah, i'm sure hello <laughs> out a little bit but um we were we tried to be really good about it we gave everybody their deposit back not a lot of places yeah. did that but it was the right thing to do um for sure it was hard enough to tell them when it was canceled but this year is better i think we have 24 booked so awesome right yep and then next year we already have i think taylor said 18 so good but yeah uh, so, on for better days.
1: You got you guys even have real like church pews upstairs oh, yeah, for those that's weddings. Those
2: stupid things.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're all
2: they are just a source of of uh, bitterness here. Uh,
0: well, if only if only you guys knew someone that could make anything out of wood, yeah, it could be right. better <laughs> Yeah,
3: <laughs> it was an interesting story about that space. You know, when when we first went up there, every single w- window. In that upstairs was boarded up. There was no light whatsoever in that upstairs. And there's, I think, 36 windows. And we replaced all of those windows, and it's awesome when you see the light coming shining through those windows, especially in the evening, like five, six o'clock in the evening. Oh, it's 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 a fantastic building. You gotta imagine it was built in 1914, you know. At that time, they were using the windows for for light to, to see what they were doing up there rather than electricity, right? right? Now to have a bride up there, have her wedding, you know, come in the evening, yeah. you know,
0: it's it's, it's it's a gorgeous It, it really is gorgeous. Um, there's been some really I, cool I weddings. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully hopefully that can all return back to normal uh, much sooner rather than later so mm-hmm. sounds like it's in the right direction and and good luck with all of that yeah uh, before we go we we'd like to ask everyone one last question and if you're not drinking your own Hillsboro Brewing Company beer uh, we'll start with we'll start with Dan what do you find yourself drinking
4: ooh um, probably 608 they're making a lot of good beers
0: they are uh,
4: they're pumping off some really good Ipas and those guys seem to yeah. be doing good work up there but yeah we like to go up there every once in a while
1: we talked to phil from 608 nice. um in an earlier episode and uh yeah he's he's a fun guy Yeah,
4: for sure
1: all right dave what's it gonna be uh
3: gravity box okay from austin yeah yeah you you a, you suck a,
2: do, up dave. yeah right
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's a kiss ass uh, <laughs> you are a kiss ass dave
1: and I think Dave wants Gravity Box on a future episode of Porn of Another Round too.
3: <laughs> I think so. I mean, he's he's a cool dude. Yeah. You know, he can chat it up. <laughs> I think about one, yeah, he Man, can. Mike is a great he's, guy. He's, he's, he is, and he's he's doing some cool stuff. You know, downtown Boston. You know, trying to revitalize stuff and making a cool space for the coffee shop and stuff like that. And uh, I I think his uh, Porter. It's like a chocolate chili porter, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm not usually a spicy
0: guy, but that one
3: really was was a really good, really good fit.
0: What what uh what kind of beer styles do you find yourself drinking, Dave?
3: Well, generally I like IPAs and he's been teasing me. See he hasn't been open very long, but he's been teasing me with this triple IPA. Yeah, that bastard. And I haven't got a sample. <laughs> of <it yet>. Yeah.
4: <laughs> he keeps on texting me too. <laughs>
3: So we help him out. We wash some kegs for him, you know, and that kind of stuff. And he doesn't have a keg washer yet. He's just got a little tiny two-barrel system or whatever. And so we help him out, you know. we got to pay it forward, right? Right, right.
1: We'll see it eventually. He's a good guy. All right, Snapper.
2: Oh, man, that's a tough one. Obviously, I drink my own stuff because, well... Can I say that it's tax-free for me? <laughs> Dave, is that legal? <laughs> I don't have to pay. Yeah, okay. So that's normally I drink my own stuff, but I will say this, and I've said it for years. Um, one of my favorite Oktoberfest beers has been Central Waters. Um, I haven't met those yeah. guys. I don't know them that well. Dan knows them better than I do. We've. I've never actually talked to them. But when Dave and I were first talking about an Oktoberfest, I'm like, try this. This is my favorite. And yeah, let's try and get close to this something as good as this and so i'll give those guys props for that
0: yeah they put out good beer for
2: yeah sure. yep
1: cool well dave dan snapper thanks so much for joining us today i'm looking forward to getting back over to Hillsboro real soon for some beers and food and for our listeners be sure to give hillsborough brewing company in Hillsboro, wisconsin a chance and when you visit be sure to pour another round on us or for us, not on us. For us.
0: Hey,
1: uh, on us. Pour another round for us.
0: We will, we will take the beers on
2: us
4: too. <laughs> right,
0: right.
2: <laughs> hey, one last thing, guys. Before before we take off, I was while Kim was on with you, I was looking around in the office. I, she ordered herself new business cards. Uh, it says hillsborough Brewing Company, HBC, and Two E Brewery. Kimberly Verbsky owner president and ceo so i'm not exactly sure where i fit in anymore yeah i was gonna say
1: what's your job i, I must then? be out i'm out
0: I, it's over <laughs> that's, that's a subtle way to do that yep. so well, well done on her yep you
1: did say you were fearing being kicked out uh, years uh, yeah, ago years so ago. it finally right. happened i guess maybe it did
2: <laughs> so anyway that was funny yeah
1: no that's awesome yeah well thank you guys we appreciate you being with us today and pouring some rounds with us and talking about hillsborough Hillsboro beer yeah it was so, a I lot of fun back over thanks that for week.
4: having us thank
1: you very much
0: appreciate it, guys uh irish is back beautiful thank thank you so much guys. thank you guys yeah, thank you
1: hopefully hopefully you didn't totally thanks. hate your time no, and no that time. was fun, so, fun uh, time yeah Man. we, we it loved it and well um definitely have to get back over to hillsborough here shortly and and see you guys again yeah let us know right? all right thank, thank you, you. We'll treat yes. you well thank you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend you too. you
0: too see ya thanks for listening to this episode of for another round be sure to follow us on your favorite social media platforms facebook instagram or twitter at for another round we'll be sharing news and information from breweries that are friends of the show you can find out what we're drinking and hear about upcoming featured breweries Until next time, be sure to pour yourself another round.